oh yeah Ooh. it had a little countdown <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. <sighs> yes. <laughs> oh, I I need to pick up mine. Okay. I I, I need my Club Tropica too. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, we are um Club Tropica sponsor yeah. us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, technically Tiny Rebel is the company. Yes, Tiny Rebel Club Tropica's the flavor. I boxed myself in on this couch. Oh yeah. What did you think of the thing? I enjoyed the thing. Nice. Yeah. I'm two for two. <laughs> you are. But the thing about the thing. The thing about the thing. This is the one I've seen before. <gasps> okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I knew I'd seen the thing, but. I thought I'd seen the 2011, but no, I've seen this one. Yes. Yes. The 1982 1982, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was kind of surprised when you said you hadn't seen it because it is such a classic. Yeah. I was kind of like... Oh, okay. and especially like the fact that you were like, oh yeah, I've seen like eighties horror. Yeah, I'm like, and okay, this is an eighties. Eighties horror and the thing. Wait, eighties horror classic and hasn't seen the thing. I was a little bit like, come on now, what, yeah. what are we? What Where are we am doing? I at? Yeah, but no, okay. yeah, um, I had seen it, except this time my viewing experience was a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched it all in Italian. Oh. Yeah. Pourquoi? Pourquoi? That's French, but Pourquoi? still. Pourquoi? Uh, it. I don't. I don't know why. I'm just. You know. I'm doing that. You know that bingo sheet you've got. Yes. Yeah. Well, on my list, it's I want to start learning a new language. Mhm. Mhm. And. After I figured out I'd seen it before, I thought, right, I'll give myself a challenge. I'll watch it in a different language. It was Italian. So I watched it in Italian. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Um, but I still don't know what language I want to choose for this year. Okay. Because, you know, watching it in a in a scent, in a um, glued in sense for a podcast mm. is not a challenge at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love your viewing experience. You're like Nosferatu, but I gotta chop my bell peppers. Yeah, I was chopping those the red thing, bell peppers. You're like, but I gotta Italian. learn my Italian. Yeah, Wonderful. but I know uh, some of the basics of Spanish, and of course, because it's uh, Latin based language, the romantic some of the words, languages. Yeah, some of the words like intersect. So when I was watching it, some of the like sentences or words I didn't need the subtitles for I was like oh maybe a latin based language is what I need yeah yeah did you um were there any fun like exclamations um okay so there was this one point um when I knew the other base the first base was the Norwegians aren't they mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah but not in... Swedes yeah <laughs> In um, the English subtitles for the Italian one, it kept switching between 
saying that that base was Norwegian and Swedish. Is that... That isn't... That's in both. Oh, wait, you said that's in English. Yes. The English subtitles. Yes. So the thing with that is that MacReady... We'll we'll do the whole plot in just a second. MacReady keeps calling them Swedish. And and the people around him are like, they're Norwegians, not Swedes. And he's like, ah, same diff. Fuck this. So So, that that makes more sense now. But because I was watching it, in Italian, I didn't. I don't know what the Italian is for Norway or Sweden. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, do they not know which country? <laughs> Guys, it's Europe. You're on mainland yeah. Europe. Why are you not understanding? <laughs> like the English, at least they're on their own silly little island. There's yeah. reason to be confused. No, no. It that is that is a thing with Macready. Should we do the plot? Oh, okay. Oh, yes, the plot. Okay, so do you want to start? Okay, so yeah, it's there's this group of American researchers. Mm. Before even that, can we talk about oh, the, the music spaceship? To begin with? The spaceship. Oh. Yeah, I okay. forget that it starts with a spaceship. I love that, and it gives the audience something like an in that the characters themselves don't know. And so it's like, yes. you know this tiny little secret, you're sitting there, you're watching like, I know something you don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's that, there's moments like that throughout the film that I just love. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the bit that I love at the beginning is the font of the thing. Yes. Yeah. It's and beautiful. So beautiful. And um, I'm going to s- speckle in my extra goodies as we go this time, okay. I reckon. Um, yeah. So with the thing, the font of it, they did that because you know how it kind of burns in? Yeah. Essentially, oh, it was, they had like a goldfish ball and they had, um, it was all blacked out and then they had a bin bag. Okay. And then with the, with the font written, like it was written in the in the kind of blacking out of it and then they had mm-hmm. a bin bag and then they lit the bin bag on fire and it burnt away revealing the font oh i think was how they did that i think that's what that's I, I found in my research um oh. and yes and so and so it's like this this super kind of again what we're going to talk about a lot in this film is yeah practical effects <gasps> yes so they were so, amazing. So to have like the like the like the burning away of a bin yeah. bag, it's like it's like you've got those events. You've got to go straight from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And I think as well, it was extra good essentially that it was the burning because of the burning throughout the film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It kind of ties that. And it's oh, like, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it just it just like hits the ground running with like. This is a sci-fi. This yeah. is because just like the the font of it is so like, mm. yeah, oh, so good. So yes, continue. Yeah, so it starts off. We see this spaceship, mm-hmm. and then we see this. Essentially, it starts off as like a documentary type style with a camera. 
Yes. Which These kind we of find out. Shots. Yeah. And we kind of find there's a link to that later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, is it the, it's the Norwegians we see first, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. In and the they're helicopter. like, yeah. And the helicopter and they're trying to shoot down this dog. And yeah. It's like this, yeah, it's a husky dog. And you, you just, you feel for the dog. It just though, drops you in it. You yeah, have no just, idea what's you, going on. No, and you, the music as well, it's like that adventurous, it's got the suspense in it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so there's there's something going on that we don't quite know why mm-hmm. they're shooting at this dog for a reason. Why? Yeah. But also, such a cute dog. Why are you shooting at a dog? A what's dog. wrong? So that dog, um, oh, I did have the name of that dog, but I can't quite see the notes now. But um, it's part wolf. It's like a husky, but it's oh. also like part wolf. Yeah. And that is, um, remind me of that, because that's really like, there were shots that they only really managed to do because this dog is not whole dog, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. But yeah, it, adorable dog, and it's just running, and it's being shot at from this guy from a helicopter. And you're like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Why are you killing the dog? Yeah, the Don't dog. kill this dog. Yeah, the dog, he looks like he's just, like, running around, having fun, just being all playful. Mm-hmm. And you've just got this, like, machine gun pointed from a helicopter just pointing at this dog trying to shoot it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and um, and then you cut from that to kind of the American base. Yeah. And you get to, you start Where meeting. Where the dog arrives at the American base and you... Yeah. Yeah, with the helicopter... Before he arrives, you meet McCready. Yes. And McCready is playing chess with yeah. like, it's like online chess. And I always think this is such a good introduction to McCready's character mm-hmm. because he is playing chess, he's getting really cocky, and then he loses. And mm. when he loses, he, he like, immediately. Yeah, he opens the computer yeah. up and pours his drink in it, breaking the computer. Yeah. He has just broken his like it's it's everything you need to know about this character in one. It's because mm. chess is like this cerebral kind of game. So he he's a planner, he likes thinking, he's but also he's not great at it. Yeah. And when it doesn't go his way, he gets frustrated. And he self-sabotages. Yeah. The fact that he breaks his only entertainment. Yeah. Before in an even... isolated place. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that I, um, through my research, was pointed out, so the voice of that computer is... Um, the only John... female voice. Yes. The only woman. John Carpenter's wife Oh, is the voice, because it's John Carpenter's film. His wife yeah. um, voices the computer. And yeah, it's the only female voice in this whole film, yeah. and he calls it a bitch. I know. And it's so... Like... But but it's it's again because he's not flirting with a voice, but like but when it's he like f- his only form of female contact is that yeah. And when voice. and when he thinks he's winning, he says, "Oh, you're losing your touch, baby." Mm. And then he loses, and he calls it a bitch, mm-hmm. and that and that is everything about. I was going to say the female experience. Happy day after International <laughs> Women's Day. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> but it, it's that thing of like when the going's good hey baby hey and when then the going's it's bad not... bitch yeah it's i just thought change. yeah that was really interesting given that that's the mm-hmm. only female voice that we ever have in this film and yeah. we get both sides of that coin like straight away within like a minute yeah less than it's like yeah a, well it's yeah. less than a minute it's, it's like literally it's just like flashed. yeah so so we get that introduction to to McCready and then yes and then the dog and then the Norwegians and the dog are approaching Cap yeah um so Norwegians have bad grip strength <laughs> This guy goes to throw a grenade and he just whoop drops yeah. it behind him. And one of one of the Norwegians is like, damn, Vasagona legs it. Mm. And the other Norwegian's like, let me find this grenade that I've yeah. already let me, used yeah. the pin of. Let honey. me just find it as it's about to explode. And then run. go to pick it up to throw it in the intended direction. Just use uh, run and just use run. a different one. Yeah, how many do you have? Cool. Yeah. Run. Dude, I guess it's hard to have grip strength when you yeah. have like with those Arctic gloves level gloves. Well. Yeah, and with like the icy colds, mm. if that plays into it at all. And with a high stress in in situation. Yeah, I'll I'll let it slide. But, yeah, but you still wouldn't run to a grenade that's about to explode. Yeah, or maybe you know what? Maybe that Norwegian is the Captain America. Yes. Know? He's he's jumping on the grenade for his friends. Yeah. God bless him. I love that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. No, but the th- okay. The thing that's great about this scene is the language barrier. Yeah, they don't understand each other, and yeah. so it, they just automatically go to fighting, to killing, because they don't understand each other. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's this thing where um we have this language barrier and um yes, so often in films you have that moment where people just go straight to fighting and yeah. you think, come on, use your words, come on, what is this? Um but the thing that's so great about it is because there's this language barrier you um you can't talk through it no they ha- and, and the fact that he because is, you don't understand yeah you don't understand what he's saying and he's shooting yeah cuz and he's shooting Americans... at a dog that's running through the americans yeah so the americans and... automatically think they don't understand there's this yelling there's a gun pointed at them shooting towards them and one guy gets shot in the leg yeah before anyone draws a weapon on this Norwegian, a guy gets shot in the leg. Of course you're going to retaliate. Yeah. Do you know what the Norwegian says? No. The Norwegian says, and hey, this is the end of the spoiler-free zone of the podcast. The Norwegian says, get the hell away. That's not a dog. It's yes, some sort it. of thing. It's yeah. imitating a dog. It isn't real. Get away, you idiots. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And it that, again, gives the audience something. that Because there's subtitles for the foreign 
speaking parts. Mm. Um, so there's so the audience gets that message. But you the had that subtitled. Did you not? No. So That's... you didn't know. No. In, oh. in in the English version, none of the foreign language is subtitled. So you don't know. Oh, I feel oh. like that kind of ruins it for you. Oh, quite possibly. But I also it also made me. But you feel had already like, seen it. You yeah, had already it, seen it. Quite a few years prior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think having so we've got a different experience of that scene. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I liked having that subtitled for it because it made me have this understanding a bit more as to what's going on. But also the fact it lets you in on the film, essentially. Okay. It gives you an in and you've got this this feeling that you know something that they don't know. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. are they going to find this out? Mm-hmm. I think it works. That I, I I get what you mean. It's kind yeah. of nice to have that in. I think it works so well have not knowing, but mm. then finding out after because it is just that thing of like, oh, everything was there. Yeah, that Norwegian guy did everything he could have done. Like he was trying to get that sorted. He was trying to get the message across. And he just, that language barrier, Mm. that language barrier. The first time I ever, I guess, came into contact with this film, um, a friend of mine had watched it the previous night. This was when we were probably in year 10. Yeah. And she said, she was like, oh, yeah, I watched this film called The Thing. And, you know, like, oh, yeah, what's it about? Oh, yeah, it's about this shape-shifting alien um it's a really good film this film starts and you think oh my gosh why are they shooting this dog and then by the end of the film you're like god i wish they killed that dog yeah that's that is it (laughs) that's the synopsis of the film yeah (laughs) oh no oh god they yeah it gets you the film gets you in your feels and invests you emotionally from the very beginning because of the, that scene with the dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so cute. I know. But yeah, but yeah, I love the fact that the um, yeah the Norwegian guy lays it all out. Yeah, he's like, right, Brilliant. this is what's going on. This is happening. Yeah, you need to get your shit together because something's going down. But because no one understands him. Boom, headshot, yeah. gone. And then there's no way for them to know until shit goes wrong. Yeah. Because they've killed the only person who they've had killed the source. Understanding. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. And then it's like not long after that, they go to the Norwegian base just to see what happened. And they go mm-hmm. there and find it's all up in flames. Mm-hmm. And then that's their first encounter with the thing that they know of because of course they don't know about the dog which is technically their first encounter yes the the thing i also like about um just to put an end on the norwegian scene yeah um as in when we meet them not at the base Mm -mm. i can't remember who says it possibly the captain but he says first week of winter Mm. and i think it just it like the whole of that first scene beautifully sets the scene. You have this, you have this total idea that you have been dropped into right a in the film. middle. Yeah, 
and you don't know what's happening. Um, it feels like the end of a film. Mm. And there is a prequel, so it kind yeah. of is. Yeah, so the 2011 vision is the prequel. Yes, yes. And that is... So and I actually, that, I yeah. haven't seen that film. I haven't seen the prequel. Have you not? No, no. But It um, follows the Norwegians. The Norwegians, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've like heard about it. I think it's a really good idea, but I've just never got around to mm. watching it. But um, you have this situation, you don't know what's happening, okay? You have these characters that are beautifully set up in terms of like McCready and this dog. And and then you get first week of winter, and yeah. it's just this and idea shit's ready to hit the fan. Yeah, it's just like perfectly tells you like, you know, and also the like establishing shots of the yeah. Arctic are so empty, are so cold. It shows you just how isolated they are. That there's nothing yeah. there at all. Yeah, and yeah, it just perfectly gives you like location character mm-hmm. and time it's just yeah because it you don't flashes need any more winter 1982 yeah you don't need any more information no. it's just it's just sets it up straight yeah. away yeah the set so the way yes. that they set they filmed this was they had a set that they, they did do some filming in um They did do some establishing shots, I think, in Antarctica or Arctic. I never remember which one. But the majority of it was filmed in... Antarctica. um, Yes, because it's the one with land, not the one that's just ice. Uh, So, yeah, what they did is they they built a set, and I think in... Is it British Columbia? It's like a place in, I think, Canada. Yeah where it's very cold and they built this Alaska Vancouver during winter no because wasn't it filmed during August yeah but they but it actually snowed so they built this set they allowed it to snow and then it got snowed in and then they um and then they got loads of shots and then when they were set in on a sound, when they were filming on a soundstage, like a set like that, yeah. they refrigerated the sets, essentially. Oh, wow. Essentially, these actors it's were very actually clever. cold. These yeah, actors they were, were, they were freezing. Free- yeah. And I just think it really, like, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> it adds to the madness of it, kind of. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, in some shots as well, you can actually, like, in the end shot, you see McCready's breath. Yes, yes. So we um, we have the we have the scene where we meet the dog. Yeah, we have the scene where um, first week of winter. Mm-hmm. Then McCready takes the doctor to the yeah. Norwegian base, and we see the chaos that is the Norwegian base. Yeah, it's very dilapidated. It's burnt basically to the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you get your, or their first known account of this strange thing, which looks like a human. But its face is slightly... Yeah, it's distorted. Yeah. To me, it looked as though they were conjoined twins. 
That'd be yes. sound fire. Yes. Or it. I always think it like with looks the like because it looks like it had two heads. Yeah, I always think it looks like um, you know on. Um, oh, what's the word? On a laptop, when you mm. have a camera, and then you have photo booth. You do you remember the photo booth challenge that was round like on YouTube where people went on photo booth and they did various different like filters and stuff and you had to make the other person laugh. Oh, I didn't I wasn't there for YouTube during that time. Ah, you know, I'm that I'm... that was that was before my time. Yeah, put me in put me in the yeah. frame. <laughs> um Yeah, so we um it's, it's this thing where you can kind of like move the face and kind of separate it out and it looks really much like that. Oh, yeah, like there's TikTok filters that yeah. happened during oh, TikTok. Like the quarantine. <laughs> that happened during quarantine. And there's this, I can't remember the name of this person, but she uses those filters to create portraits. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, but before we actually see that, we see the body of a Norwegian guy who's killed himself yes and that's the first kind of like it's he's like sliced his neck and wrists open yeah and there's blood that has frozen it's Mm. like it's like time has stopped yeah yeah and it it, it's very good at kind of impressing upon you the seriousness of it straight from the get-go yeah it's like oh shit shit has gone down they this person had no other choice what was so bad what was going on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and then you see this block of ice that looks so out of the 50s Mm. it's just proper like rectangle block of ice (laughs) (laughs) and then you see the burned body yeah the thing yeah and they think, geez, this is great. Let's bring it back. Mm. Let's do it there. He bring Doc brings it back to do an autopsy. Mm-hmm. And the autopsy's like, yeah, everything's fine. All the human organs are here. There's nothing wrong. This is just a burned body. Yeah, all the human organs are here and they're all 100% yeah. human. What's yeah. the what? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So... We're like, okay, what is going on? This is mm. not human, huh? Yeah, there's like this this big question mark. Yeah, and then the dog is put in the kennel with the rest of the dogs. Someone's yes. kind of like, I he is. I can't licking, remember his name. He's licking the the wound or something of the guy mm. who got shot, and he's like, Jesus, get this dog out of my face! I've just been shot. Yeah, I don't need this jumpy, playful dog around me right now. Yeah, this oh, is you much. keep you keep saying jumpy, playful. So this is where I say about this dog. Mm-hmm. He's so still, and it's something that I feel like when I thought about it, and when I kind of watched it with this in mind, I noticed how still this dog actually is. Hmm. It's like when he's around people in crowded spaces, he's this dog, he's like more playful sometimes, but then where, you see him in background where's shots. Where's he playful? 
I think there's a there's a bit um when they're in like the mess hall. Mm-hmm. And there's that first bit. I think it's mainly just those two. But then like when there's you see him bit, in there's the bit where he's jumping up on them when he's running away from the Norwegians. Mm. And then there's a bit where he licks the guy's hand or like kind of nips at the guy's hand. Yeah. But I feel like that's not playful. He's just kind of there. Ah, oh, so yeah, where I was going with that, with him just mm-hmm. being there, was that in the back, some of the back, the shots, you see him in the background and you can see him watching. Yes. And he's observing. Yes. It's this thing that you don't necessarily notice, but he doesn't act like a dog. Hmm. Dogs rarely sit back and just watch. This dog doesn't really bark ever. No. When he's running, he never makes a sound. It's just silence. And that's because he's part wolf. Wolves are really quiet. And it's this thing that John Carpenter likes these long dolly shots where, like, Mm. the camera's panning past. And the thing is, you can't do that with a dog because a dog will see a camera move and go, ooh, what's that? Yeah. Ooh, I want to be involved. It's like the dog come up with the squirrel. Yeah. But wolves don't care. (laughs) So that's how they are able to get these shots of of this dog, air quotes, and just just standing there not reacting mm-hmm. and it's really good because he looks entirely like a dog and it's not I feel like if you watch it without thinking this isn't a dog this is an alien <laughs> you don't notice how um dog like he acts yeah. but then once you know you're yeah, like, it's like I know with my first watch when I was like mid-teen I didn't really notice mm. the dog behaving weirdly but I'm, this time round um, I think it's because I was paying more cl- te- closer attention to watching it this time round mm-hmm. yeah um, but it's like you could see some of the weird behaviours yes and it's like he's in, just so silent yeah and there's this other scene in the mess hall and he's it's as if he's scouting all of the people mm-hmm. he's sneaking around them all as if to find so who's next yeah yeah it's such brilliant dog acting shout out mm. to that dog um shout out to that wolf shout out yeah. to that wolf dog um yeah so then the the dog gets put in the kennel with the rest of the yeah. dogs and they sense something's not right almost straight away. Straight away. And oh my you gosh, see them these cowering. dogs. Yeah. The bit that always gets me is the dog who's trying to bite its way out. Mm. It probably is tearing at the yeah. fencing. And it gets open and it nearly gets out. And then... At the very last minute, yeah. It starts spewing, like, fluid. Mm-hmm. At it, I don't know if that's like stomach acid or like its way of starting to combine. Yeah. So what it is, it's the thing. It's something in the cells of this alien creature. Yes. Okay. And it's, so he 
it's the his the the creature's individual cells will pick up yes. the other the organism that it's trying to imitate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't even actually have to fully touch you. It can just spray you with this fluid I think and so. it's already got you. Yeah. And yeah. then I think to fully imitate I think that he does that as a way to be like your mine essentially. Mm-hmm. And then I think he eats them like the victim person so he can he has all of the cells and the organs of that person he needs to imitate and his mm-hmm. cells will like essentially regenerate and mutate to turn himself into what mm-hmm. he's just eaten. Because he definitely sprays the fluid and then wraps his tendrils yeah. around and pulls it in. You, so it, the way they film it that, reminds me of a spider. Oh, yeah. Oh like yeah, a spider yeah, yeah. with its prey. It's definitely like um, yeah, the wrapping of the tendrils feels very yeah. web-like. Um, the way that they film that is it's actually filmed in reverse. So essentially they have all these tendrils out and they like pull them back in. And then uh, when you reverse the shot, it looks like they're shooting out really quickly. Well, they did that very well because I did not notice it was in reverse. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um it was really fun researching the how they yeah. filmed a lot of this because again, it's all practical. Yeah, um, you know, they use a lot of like mechanical parts foods and chemicals for yes. these effects and i think that's i think what i like about the older horrors is how they create these effects yeah it's not all just cgi and stuff in fact um hold on i need to work i need to so exactly right about what you're saying about um all of the different things that they mm. went. So a lot of the special effects, most of the special effects, was done by Rob Botin. Yeah. I've heard it said Botan. I've heard it said Botin. It's B-O-T-T-I-N. See, I would say Botin. Yeah. Because I, I do phonetical. Yeah, because you're Welsh. <laughs> I just, I always cling to that because I remember this one time my friend who is Welsh said... Welsh is the easiest language because every single word is always said phonetically. And it's like, yeah, with a different set of letters. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rob Botin, I think I've heard the most times. Yeah. Um, he did lots of the special effects and um, he is essentially KY jelly everywhere. Oh, Mm-hmm. You went into his trailer filled to the brim with bottles of KY jelly. <laughs> How else is your trailer supposed to look? How, you know, you got to get that slick look on some yeah. of the dogs. <laughs> but yeah, that's like what you were saying. You got to you got to make do with what you have. Yeah. And what he had was a lot of KY jelly. God bless. And him. he used it very well. He used it well. Yeah. And that's the impressive bit mm-hmm. is that he used it well. God bless him. God bless him. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so then the dogs have to be well. Then they get a look at the thing. Yeah. This you Everyone see it rushes in. Yeah. 
and as the alarms start going off, everyone's panicking, and in true macho man type form, they immediately think flamethrower. Mm-hmm. We need to flamethrower this thing down. God bless them. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be fair, McCready has seen that like the Norwegians had a lot. Yeah, of they fire. used fire. He's like cool. So he's he's using his brain. His chess mm-hmm. still his chess skills are coming in handy. Mm-hmm. We love him. We love him. Mm-hmm. Um and they flame thrower this thing. Yeah. And it is it's got sort of a dog's head mm. and its feet sort of look like crabs. And yeah. it's, it's a like bit it's of in a between mess. transforming. Yes. Yes. Um, and then they have to put down the rest of the dogs. Yeah. It's so sad. Because they so don't cute. know if they're things or not. Yeah. And it's at this point as well that they do another autopsy. Mm-hmm. And it's then that Doc finds out that it's the cells that imitate. Yes. And it is now that the film kind of becomes the paranoia fest. Yes. That is one of the... That's what I think I love about this film as well, because the main... When you talk about this thing, you're just like, oh, it's like aliens taking over or whatever. But it's... The main concept, the main theme, is fear, paranoia, mistrust. Yes. Yes. And you see that heavily portrayed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say this now. I think this. I'm going to start peppering it in as I go. So, okay. the mistrust, the fear. Hmm. This film came out in 1982. I was also had thoughts because I was like around the time that this film came out and it's a US film mm-hmm. and there was a lot of drama going on. Because yes. they was they had like the civil war with the Soviet Union. So, the Cold War, not the Civil War. Oh yeah, Cold War, not Civil War. I wrote it down. <laughs> Russia <laughs> and America are the same country. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, no, I love it. Cold War um, between the two, and it was also post Vietnam. And yes. so we mentioned previously that in a different, the I think it was the first episode that horror films tend to betray the fear of society at the time. Yes. And this film, you can kind of see the sign of the times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so paranoia-based. And also, what I was going to say in terms of fear and bodies Hmm. and where is the danger, it's also right around the time of the AIDS epidemic. Yes, I was going to get to that later on. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I I thought while we're talking paranoia. Yeah. Where is the danger? Yeah. Who is the danger? Who has the danger in them? Yeah, and it's Who like it's not something you thing. can Yes, yeah, not something you can tell from the outside. It's not something that you can see. Yeah, it's not visible. It's a lot of men. Yeah. Unable to see who has the danger. Yeah. 
So I think it's very, um, well, it's because it's based off a short story and it's pretty much to form to the short story. Mm-mm. So it's one of those things where I don't think, well, it's definitely not a film that was based on AIDS. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. But again, it's that thing of context. And when you're watching the film, you can't leave the context completely outside. Mm. You know, this is a film that was made during the start of the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. And here is a bunch of men mistrustful of each other, unsure who is, um, who has this killer within them. Yeah. And, you know, attacking one another. Because of that, yeah, it's and I think because they're no, it's you, and they're in such quite, they're in such tight knit um, group. It's a small community, and they're isolated from the rest of the world. They cannot go anywhere else. Yeah, they cannot take out this fear <clears throat> or however they're feeling on to anything else but each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that heightens their own emotions, their own fears, their own mistrust to one another. And makes it this explosion, essentially. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, um, should we continue? Yes. With the plot? So, something that I find heartbreaking in this film is that they keep doing things that make sense. Like, when they're... They see someone walking around, a bald guy who got shot with a ginger beard. He sees him walking about and this guy who sees him immediately runs to the others for help. They're not isolating themselves to the point where they're not trusting anyone. They don't know who to trust, but they're trying to trust. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah, they're still trying, but within that, they're isolating one person one by one. Yeah, it's very much but like, as a collective group. Yeah, and and it is just that thing where they're trying so hard, you want it to work. Yeah, because because they're not being stupid with it. No, they're they're trying to be smart about it. They're like, we need to stick together during this. But yeah. you're displaying odd behaviors. We're all gonna put you somewhere else. Yeah. So so Blair. The doctor. Yeah. He does a little tip type on his on computer. His computer. <laughs> and it says, Oh, chance that one of you used a thing? 75%, dude. Yeah. Chance and he to... does Ch- that check as well to see how quickly it would spread mm-hmm. to the rest of the world. How how long would it be when we get back? Mm, 27 million days? 27,000 days? I think it's 20,000. Oh, I know it had a 27 in it, but oh, 25... Maybe 27,000 then. Yeah. I just knew like... it had three zeros after the comma. Yeah. So 27,000 <laughs> days. <Yeah. laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, that's not good. It's, I mean, it's no. over a couple of years, but mm. still. Um, so he's like, sick. Anyway, that's us. We're all going to die here. Yeah, and his immediate thought as well was, 
we need to save the masses. Yeah. Oh, because they don't put down the dogs before. This is where the guy who's looking after the dogs runs to check on them and Blair's the one who's killed them. You have that shot of a dog with an axe in its head. Yes. Yeah. They're just putting them to sleep earlier. Which tugs on your emotions even more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, My question is, would you be a Blair in this situation? Would I be a Blair? I think... I would feel like, okay, we need to contain this. We need to like not make it spread. Mm-hmm. But we need to do it as a group and inform people. Yeah, like, but maybe how not... do you know that they're not the thing? You can't... You can't in- yes, the true. only person that you know isn't the thing is you. So how do you know that if you get people involved and say, hey... We need to well, make no, sure because there was a thing out. that the person who is the thing doesn't even know they're the thing. See, this is a thing. This is the thing about the thing. There are many things about the thing. So, do what is the thing? Do you know? Because this is something that even John Carpenter didn't really. Yeah. I say, like, essentially, they didn't decide. They were like, yeah, who cares? It's up to interpretation. Yeah. So, do you know when you're the thing? See, I took it when I was watching it as in, you do not know. I think I always used to think that you did know. Because there's that line that McCready says, when when they first burn, like, the first thing's body, and that, again, is this brilliantly horrifying scene Mm. where this guy runs out and he's only partially... Yeah, partially dressed. <laughs> well, he's he's like he's pretty much him, apart from the fact that he's got these long fingers mm. and he's almost like claw-like hands. And then he turns and he just kind of lets out this wailey cry yeah. instead of talking. And it's because he hasn't fully transformed that he can't speak. Yeah, he's not like enough of a person to be able to talk and stuff so yeah, I guess that's kind of what the thing actually sounds like mm. is what I yeah that's that's language yeah, yeah. but um and McCready says I know he says I know I'm not the thing and I know some of you must also not be the thing otherwise you'd all already be attacking me I forgot he says that so I know that some of you are still human and so we're gonna get through this Mm. but he doesn't know what he's talking about no he doesn't he's not the scientist one no so so it's this thing that I always thought you did know see when I because if you're another being surely you know Mm. that you have changed surely the thing's consciousness well no, because I guess... you are you are devoured by the thing you are essentially inside the thing you are inside this thing but and if you're devoured you and you are no then surely you the as in what is the thing's consciousness yeah does the thing have a consciousness does the thing have a consciousness? I am I am this alien and I'm trying to 
control humanity because if if the thing has a consciousness if you are the thing you know you're the thing because you want to control humanity i know it has this sense of self-preservation which is displayed towards the end of the film yeah because maybe it isn't actually a being maybe it's just this self-preserving clump of cells yeah it's like a parasitic organism yeah yeah and all it wants to do is survive. Yeah. That's what I took it as, so you wouldn't really know if you were the thing because it's just this thing. I feel like there has to be a point that you know because if you've died, then there's an end to your consciousness and a start to a new consciousness. But maybe that's too much... Because that, you know, not necessarily, is anyone truly dying? Or are they just joining the conglomerate that is the thing? Maybe that's how it has become so big of a group of cells, is because it takes over yours. Yeah, and you don't actually join. Yeah, you you don't actually die, you just join. You become one with the thing. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, so we, so Blair, I, this is the thing, I like to think I wouldn't go full Blair because he does just go a bit. He um, does go a bit over the top. He goes a bit axe happy. Yeah. He is destroying everything. Yeah, Um, he destroys the helicopter straight away, the only way out. Yeah, and the like ice cat or whatever yeah it is. Um, yeah like the snowmobile thing yeah <laughs> the snowmobile yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and they have to lock him up i thought this was a bit of brilliant dark comedy because they go out to check on him later on in the film and there's just a new noose yeah in the foreground and he's just there going i'd like to come back in i don't want to be out here and the whole time he's having this conversation, there's just a noose. Is he the thing? See, when the... he stops destroying things and he sits in there and then says, I'd like to come back in. I'm all right now. I'd like to come back in. I think that's him the thing now. Yeah, because I think when he first started, when he started destroying things, I think that's when in my head, it started to think, oh, maybe he is infected now. Maybe he is one mm. of these things. And then that thought is later boosted towards the end of the film. Because he's when been he's, making a... Yeah, when he's not... Do we say? Do we just jump to that scene? Oh Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, when he's... When they go to check up on him and his cabin, his little hut thing is empty... And they go and they find the floorboards loose and there's yeah. this whole tunnel underneath with this alien yeah. spaceship. Yeah. So so he by the end of the film, he's definitely the thing. Yeah. I, but at what point does he turn? I think him destroying everything is him. Yeah. And then when he stops destroying everything and is fine, he's the thing. Yeah, because he has that change of attitude. When he's destroying things, he's like, we need to stop it spreading to everyone else. Yeah. We need to contain this. We need to not let it out. But when he wants to rejoin the group, 
mm-hmm. there's that slight there's that change where that thought that we need to save the rest of the world we need to stop this no is not there. there yeah yeah I, I i think that's him being infected um can we talk about the defibrillator scene uh, oh, I loved that scene. <sighs> it's it's such a classic. Yeah. I've seen the comparison between that and the chest burst scene. Oh, it's chest chomp. Yeah, as opposed to chest burst. I quite enjoyed the chest chomp. It's it's this brilliant bit where this this they've just it's had like oh my arm's gone. They just had all of this situation where everyone thinks McCready's the thing and they're not allowing him in, but he breaks in to the storeroom and he's about he's holding dynamite. He's about to yeah. blow the entire thing up because this is the thing about McCready again, he's self-sabotaging. Is he mm. is he the thing? Because there's been clothes with his name on that have been shredded, torn, covered with blood. And, and that is one of the signs. He's the one who earlier says, I think it rips out of its clothes to transfer. Yeah. So is he the thing? He's our point of view character, but that doesn't mean that we're not having an unreliable unreli- un- narrator. Mm. And all of this is happening, and then Norris has a heart attack. And instantly, because again, they are good men, yeah. They stop arguing. Right, we need to help Norris. We need to do what we can. We need to save this yeah. person. They get the defibrillator out and this doctor goes, right, clear. No chest. Shot. No, it he just goes straight. The chest straight opens. Through, opens, chops down. Yeah. And you see those little teeth just coming yeah. through to his arm and just disappearing. Gone. Gone. And it is such an iconic scene because you had mm-hmm. all the stress of McCready Childs being like, you're the fucking thing, I'm going to get you. McCready shouting yeah. back, holding the dynamite. And then you're like, okay, okay, Norris is in danger. It's that, like their sense of humanity comes back for that second. Yes. And it because it, there's a different kind of stress... You don't think about the thing anymore because no. you're like, right, we need to help Norris. Okay, nothing thing related is going to happen because we're currently helping Norris. Yeah, this is a different situation. This yeah. is an unrelated stressor. So they're yeah. focusing on that stressor to forget and push out their original stressor. Yeah. And then I guess it goes back to that thing of do you know you're the thing? Mm. Because Norris just has a heart attack. Yeah. He's the thing at that point in time. And he just has a heart attack. So you clearly have a life of your own. Mm. Because they say he's dead. It is a bit of a mindfuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then all hell breaks loose and the doctor's got his arms like bleeding and and then what happens to him in my mind like his arms go and then he's out of the film yeah 
I don't think they really focus on what happens next. To no, because they, they set fire to Norris's body, but then yeah. his head stretches off. Mm. And you know about this? This is one of her very common fun facts. I may not know this. Bubblegum. I did not know this. Was how they get the stretch of his head. Oh. It's 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 bubblegum. That's actually in um, you know, Stranger Things. Yeah. The the teacher who has the A V club does a scene where him and his girlfriend are watching the thing and he's like, Do you know how they do that? It's bubblegum. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, Ew, gross. <laughs> See, that that didn't stick in my head. Yeah, it's like one of those really common things that everyone's mm. like, hey, that's how we did it. But yeah, so his head's stretching and then it gets to the floor and it grows legs yeah. and everyone's so preoccupied with the yeah, body. Yeah, that's what I love as well with the thing of letting the audience in on it. Yes. It's because only you as an audience know that although they've set fire to this, it's this thing, it still hasn't stopped it. It can still go in. Fire is not enough. Because every an part of it's this. alive. Yeah. You as an audience know this, but the characters, they've all got their backs to this thing. They don't know what's going on. And it's you've, you've just got that frustration and that excitement of, ooh, this isn't over. Something big is going to happen next. I love the shot of... The thing just walking around with them like in the background, with it in the background. Yeah. The thing's just like do 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 do. It feels so cartoony, mm, but with its little legs. If we go back to the wolf, part yeah, at the beginning with the dogs and they're all in that cage. I think it's at that point where it's just this head and mm. these legs that just run out. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this creepy. It's like this spider, but its body is a head, essentially mm, a deformed mm. head with just these spider-like legs just and scuttling it, between the people. It, it like grows eyes yeah. out the top. Like it has Norris's eyes, but it grows eyes on stalks out mm. the top. And and one of the guys says, "You gotta be kidding me!" And then they set fire to the head. Yeah, and it's just this thing of like. As scary as it is, it doesn't take itself too seriously. You gotta mm. be kidding me! This yeah, guy you feel is... that frustration from this person. You feel how fed up they are. Yeah. Jeez, like, isn't this over yet? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then they do the blood test. Mm-hmm. And the See, blood this test is where I was going to bring in the HIV um, <gasps> epidemic that was going on. Yes, because this it's blood. is where. Yeah, this is where my first thought of the link to it came. Was yes. Because the only way you could test to see if you were the thing was through a blood test. Now, at the time, yes. this was the HV epidemic. The only way at this point of time to for you to find out if you did have HIV or not was through a blood test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is such a good... I didn't even make that, that connection. That's where my connection to it came in. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good scene because it just has all the tension of it. And again, it shows them using their brain. Yeah. And it's McReady who 
figures that out. Yes. Essentially. Because he says he sees Norris's head and it makes him think every part of it is Alive. its own. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Every let's single get thing is blood. its own. And yeah. it has that self preservation thing yeah. going. So if And and before No, you sorry, you continue. Um My thought. It'd be gone. The self-preservation. But mm-hmm. um Yeah, you just carry on. Before they do the test, he shoots the guy who looks after the dogs. Yes, he, shoots he him kills him immediately. He's because like, he, you must be this. You've been with the dogs, you've been with them, you've been with the thing, you must be infected. And and the guy kind of goes to attack him, but he definitely shoots first. Oh yeah. And and then they're doing the blood test. And they test him. And he's human. And he's human. And Child says, that makes you a murderer now. Yeah. But whilst all these blood tests are going on, it's McGreedy and someone else, I can't remember who it was. They're not tied down, but everyone else is not. Yeah, maybe. The the cook who's on the rollerblades. Yeah. Niles, yeah. Yeah. And everyone else is, they're all tied to chairs. They're tied Mm. down. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they, I think they do McCready's test first and then they do Niles. And then the guy who said, you got to be kidding me. Um, no, 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 he hasn't been tested no, yet. No, Ma- McCready's last. No, I no, thought. no, McCre- McCready does himself first because he says, um, no, 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 not first. But he definitely says, I'm going to show to you what I already know semi early on and then they definitely do Niles because then he gets untied and then he's helping and then there's the guy who was looking after the dogs and then Child says that makes you a murderer which I love Child hold him accountable Mm -hmm. and then and then they do the guy who said, you got to be kidding me, who's mm-hmm. helping, who's who's untied? No. No, he's still tied. No, yeah, they do, they do, conspiracy, they do the conspiracy theorist guy. Yeah. Who was smoking weed earlier, who also says um, something about chariots of the gods. Um, who is a um, big time alien theorist? I can't remember the guy who wrote Chariots of the Gods, but he's like one of those. It was so interesting hearing it. Now I've kind of gone down the rabbit hole of like conspiracy theory because like Chariots of the Gods is a bit of a, not quite a dog whistle, but it's like, it, it's the name of this book that like this guy wrote who is 100% the kind of guy who's like, Native people, whoever did anything interesting, must have been by aliens. <laughs> like that that whole thing of like, yeah. um, th- the pyramids were built by aliens. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember the name of the actual island, but Easter Island East- heads. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was just called Easter Island. It's not called mm, Easter Island. I think that's the, More like the modern English. Island. Yeah. yeah. 
I know there's not the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that's by aliens. He's like the the Aztec um, lines in the desert. Yeah, and like Stonehenge. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So um, he is a hundred percent a kind of. white people are the only people who have ever done anything interesting and good and anything that was not done by a white person must have been done by an alien so it was very funny hearing like chariots of the gods man i'm like oh honey i don't this is a no 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 (laughs) um but yeah that guy conspiracy theorist guy they test his blood and it's this wonderful moment where they're doing it almost it's a moment where they don't, they're not focusing on it. Mm. Because I think it's just after Something Charles... else is going on. It, they're slightly it, distracted. I think it's just after Child says, that makes you a murderer. Mm. And then McCready says, I'm going to save your blood till last. Essentially, because I know you're a thing. Yeah, he doesn't like that statement. So he's like, well then, fuck you. You must be the thing then. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't like being called out for just killing someone. Which, honey, own your actions. Yeah. And then they're absentmindedly doing conspiracy theory guy mm-hmm. um, test. Boom, he's a thing. Yeah. And chaos ensues. Reeks. Havoc is reeks. But there's the, he's still, whilst this test is going on, he's tied to one other person and this person... All of them. No, weren't they tied in a three and a two? No, 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 they're all tied together, but there's one guy kind of right next to him. And then the other guys are tied to him. Yeah, but yeah, he's saying, get me out of here, get me out of here. Yeah, untidy from him. Yeah. And um, and that's when the guy who says, you've got to be kidding me, goes to attack the thing, gets got, mm. and, um, and yeah, and, and, and we have another death, they deal with that situation, but the conspiracy theory guy... Sorry, I've been misremembering the conspiracy theory guy is the guy who says, you got to be kidding me. And this, again, is a situation where the thing is not a hive mind. Mm. Because if he's the thing, why is he surprised by Norris thing descending his head and growing spider yeah. legs? He says it if it is a hive mind, then they would know who the other person is who is the thing yeah and he'd be he wouldn't be saying oh you gotta be kidding me he'd be saying oh yes hey norris thing i recognize that you're a thing and this is what we do as things yeah and it was like only one thing was taken back to the american base so it's this thing it's a group of cells they they split off Mm. from each other then to infect other people and spread the thing further but they don't have that hive mind to communicate there's a bit where the dog 
goes into someone's room earlier. Oh, yeah, I forgot about earlier. the dog. The dog goes into someone's so room earlier. Things, and yeah. you see a silhouetted form mm-hmm. with big curly hair. Most of these men have big curly hair. Yes. So it's it's very hard to tell, but I think that is when Conspiracy Guy gets finged. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, that's, I forgot about the dog, so that there was another. That's either when Conspiracy Guy gets finged or when Norris gets finged. Mm. But, but you can tell some other, one of them gets thinged at that scene. Yes. But um but yes. So then the rest of them get tested. Yeah. Everyone's fine. And then there's that bit where the captain says, I realize we're under stress, but if you don't mind untie I'd like but I'd like to be untied or oh, something like he basically has a shout at them. I'd mm. rather spend the rest of this winter not tied in a fucking chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's good. Again, it like it has these really dark moments and then it does give it a bit of levity. Yeah. Um, and then kind of... And then they find out that the Doctor has been thinged all along. Mm. and then kind of all hell breaks loose sort of yeah I think that's when it kind of goes totally down a spiral yeah like they're they realise that the thing's trying to turn off the heating because it wants to freeze yeah and they realise that the only way to destroy it is to burn it before it can freeze yeah. Because if it freezes, it's going it to be preserved through cold. Yeah. Which there's a scene where they find on the way to the. Or is it after this bit? Where they go back to the Norwegian base, they find these films that they created. Yes. And then they find that they found this alien ship. So they go to that location. Yeah. And it's through that that they're like, this ship is like two million years old this ship's been here for like millions of years and Mm. has now been uncovered through like earth's movements and with them digging around and stuff so it's risen up and so it they this thing these things have been preserved in this ice for so many years and he notices that ice is what keeps it alive the cold is what's keeping it alive yeah. And so, yeah. like, the opposite to cold, ice, fire, heat. Yeah. We need to we need to burn it. Yeah. So it doesn't have a chance to freeze, so it can't get back to the rest of humanity. Mm. So they kind of decide that they're going to die, but yeah. we're going to take it out with us. Yeah. We're um, not going down alone. Yeah. This thing is coming with us. You are joining yeah. us. Yeah. And so, and so, bless them, they try that, but then immediately, like, they all go their separate ways, mm. and they all end up dying. There's some yeah. more brilliant practical effects where the doctor runs into the captain, and he does that thing where he puts his fingers into his skin. Mm. Do you know that, that bit, that bit? I think so, yeah. Where he, and his fingers are, like, underneath his skin, and you can see it, and he's kind of, like, shaking his head as he kind of 
transforms him. Mm. Um, Charles goes missing. Yeah, he goes missing for a for while. Quite a while. And you're like, um, Honey, where are you? Where are this you? This is been? suspicious. Yeah. But also, the death of Windows. Yes. Windows, his character annoyed me. Yeah, not Niles. Niles is someone else. Windows is the cook on the. No. No, Windows just dies, I think. The thing tries to eat him head first and then spits him back out. Yes. Windows is the guy who I thought was the you gotta be kidding me guy. Yes. Yes. He he goes I think that was the thing kind of eating him and then kind of being like, I've already got my cells on him. Yeah. He's gonna transform, but then they burn him at the same time that they mm. burn conspiracy. Just to be safe. Guy. Yeah. Um But I love how the thing tried to eat him head first. Yes. I just love because that. Also, it's been so primal. It's the bit where conspiracy thing guy is turning into a thing and his eyes pop out of his mm. head and his head splits open into a mouth and then he tries to eat him. It's yeah. so delicious. It does remind me of one of the, I can't remember what they're called, but from Stranger Things. Demogorgon. You know, the Starface Demogorgon. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It does give me that vibe. So, so I mean... Stranger Things is a love letter to 80s horror. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. It, that is actually such a good take, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then Charles goes missing. Then you don't actually see Niles die. He no. just kind of goes missing too. But you assume that he must die. Mm. And then the captain dies because the doctor gets his face. And then... McCready blows up the base. Yeah. And then that's when, at the end, it's just McCready and Charles. Charles comes back. Yes. The view of the final thing, the kind of big conglomerate, something yeah. that I love about that is it's got so many aspects of what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. It's got the dog's head. Yeah. And also... The main kind of head part of it looks like it has Norris's hair. Yeah, it's it kind of takes different things from each of its victims. Yeah, and there's and there's bits where I've said I've said it earlier that it kind of looks like it has kind of crab legs, and mm. I guess you do kind of get the idea that each time it merges with someone, it learns. Yeah, and so the fact that it has crab legs. Means like at some point this thing has yeah has come into contact with that. It's that thing of like it's everything it merges with it learns and has to have. It's ever growing, ever learning. Yeah, and then we have that brilliant ending. Macready's blown up a base. Yeah, Charles reappears. He sits down out of the blue. He's just there again. McCready says, hey, you went missing. What happened to you? And he said, oh, I got all turned around or something like that. Mm. And they sit down and they say, oh, I guess we're just going to wait and see what happens. And they share a drink. Yeah. And earlier in the film, the doctor says, any small amount of yeah, cell. Yeah, because it's the cell, each individual cell can. Yeah. That's all it takes is just one cell. So he says, 
we should start preparing our food ourselves. Yeah. Because if you even share a fork with someone, they're spit. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they share their drink. Who do you okay, what do you what do you think of the ending? Because it's one of the most discussed ending of a horror film. I for a second mm-hmm. I don't quite I have mixed feelings about the ending okay I like it that it leaves you questioning as in are they both human or are they both the thing is or is one, one of them it? and one of them not but because they share this drink they're both going to be mm-hmm. but I don't I just wasn't is it too open-ended for you i don't possibly there's there was an alternative ending filmed okay i did not know this mccready is is saved and is Ah. taken back to a base and they do the test and he's negative and he tells everyone and that's the ending and the thing is defeated Oh, is that better? I think that would give a more fuller, satisfying and like a f- end end. But I do also kind of like that it's that the end that we see does leave leave you with a question or two. I like I, I like having a question at the end. I love the ending. I love the ending because I feel like they it's the way that they look at each other when they share the drink I think the first time I watched it and I think every time I watch it I have a different ending Mm. and that's why I love it so much the first time I watched it I think I thought McCready was human, Charles was the thing yeah and then the second time I watched it, I thought, they're both human. They share the drink, they look at each other, they're both human. And then I think I watched it and I thought, they're both a thing. So yeah, I think at least one of them is the thing. Who do you think? Who do you reckon? If you had to make a call, they're both standing in front of you, who are you flamethrowing? See... When I think about this in my head, I think, right, the thing, it's self-preserving. Mm-hmm. McCready blows up the base because he doesn't know who the thing is, doesn't want it to escape. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't he blow himself up with it? But then also, where's Childs? Where has he been? Why is yeah. he suddenly reappearing now? Why indeed? Who are you flamethrowing? Yeah, I'll probably flame through them both for safety. Fair enough. I don't know. Because both of those, the fact that just those two survive in a sense, and it's like there's they have no way out of, all their transport out is gone. There is no way they can get back to America. There's no way they can get back out of Antarctica. There's mm-hmm. nothing for miles. All they have is ice and this coldness, which is what preserves the thing. Mm-hmm. 
I think... I think the more I watch it, the more I think. To be fair, you know what? I think they're both human. I think they're both human and they both are aware that they're going to die. And I think and they it's both that do- last drink as a hurrah. They don't know if they've killed the thing. And that's why they're not immediately killing themselves. We're just going to okay. sit and we're going to see what happens. Mm. Yeah, in case the thing is still alive after all that explosive heat and stuff. Yeah. Because it does take more than just yeah. fire, as was proved before. Yeah. So, so they're keeping themselves around for as like that backup plan to be like in case it rises from the ashes we're like well we're still here bitches we're gonna take you out yeah the thing is with this film is whatever happens the thing has won yeah unless they did manage to destroy it but we have no confirmation of that so either they're both infected McCready or Childs is or neither of them are, but we haven't seen the thing die. Yeah. So three of those four, the thing has won. And the fourth one, we're not sure. Yeah. Which, if you're talking statistically-wise, <laughs> and with probability, overall the thing has won. Yeah. The cinematographer, Dean Cundy... Yeah basically revealed that um, they had a way of showing who was human. Okay. He said, this is a quote, he said, you'll notice there's always an eye light. We call it a little gleam in the eye of the actor. It gives life. Oh. So anytime someone's human, there's a glint in their eyes. Well, the next time I rewatch, I will have to keep an eye out for that. McCready has a glint in his eyes and Childs doesn't. Oh. So according to Dean Cundy, Childs is the thing. Oh, that reminds me. Mm-hmm. There is also... A- oh, yeah. Mac can't be the thing because he has that breath at the end. Yes. That's another thing. He, yes. The thing doesn't breathe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that breath. Yeah, so Mac would still be human because he has that human breath at the end. Mm-hmm. But Charles doesn't. So. There's also a video game. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Basically, in, this, in, the, in the video game, it's like a first-person shooter type game. Mm-hmm. You find the base and you find the body of Childs and he's just dead. So the video game says confirmation Childs was not a thing. Okay. And you don't see McCready's body. Oh. So McCready was a thing. And then Outpost is completely destroyed you encounter a helicopter as the helicopter flies away the pilot turns out to be McCready but you don't know if he's a thing or not 
So according to the it's video like that game, game is trying to play out different ending scenarios. Yeah, yeah. So according to the video game, McCready's a thing, but also you don't ever get confirmation that he is a thing. So maybe mm. McCready just survived. Yeah. But how? If it's yeah. ice. If Charles died from the ice, how is McCready just chilling? So, the way I see it, the film kind of gives the ending that McCready is a human. Yeah. The video game kind of gives the ending that McCready is the thing. Hmm. And I kind of like the complete unknown of it. Yeah. The mystery. Yeah, I love it. It's up to the audience's interpretation. Yeah. I think... um, I would probably say that this is my favourite horror movie. Hmm. It's not my favourite movie that is a horror film. That is still to come at some point, whenever that may be. But if someone were to say, what's your favourite horror movie? I'd probably say The Thing. Yeah, this is one of my higher up on my list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just so... It's everything that I think I want in a horror film. Yeah. Other, I'm just trying to look at my notes and see what else I have to say. Did you know that it was a flop? I did not know that it was a flop. When it first came out, absolutely flopped at the box office. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is surprising. Especially as how it is such a classic to this day. Yeah. But... It's such a downer because of that ending. Yeah. Like the thing, and it came out the same year E.T. came out, I think. Yeah, it, they, that, it, it came, E.T. was that summer as well. They both yeah. came out during the summer. Yeah. And so you have this like fun yeah. coming of age alien film. And then you have this alien film with like rugged men being sad and paranoid. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was. Oops, sorry. Y- there there was um, a renaissance, essentially, of alien films that summer. A lot mm. of alien sci fi came out. Not well, not just that summer that year, but a lot of them were in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also, Kurt Russell plays yes. McCready. Who is the partner of Goldie Hawn. Yes! Which is very fitting. Hey, connections, connections. Yeah. Um, So, he very nearly wasn't going to be. But he's friends with John Carpenter. So John Carpenter was essentially just kept being like, who do you think would be good for this? And Kurt Russell was like, I don't know, maybe this guy. I don't know, maybe this guy. And after ages, they they were literally about to start filming. They didn't have a McCready. And John's like, hey, man, do you want to be? And he's like, yeah, I guess. So those connections. Connections, man. It's what you need. But yeah, I... um, I also found out some things about Kurt Russell that I wish I hadn't. He's like super Republican. Oh. Yeah. Like, John Carpenter's like super liberal, and Kurt Russell's his super Republican friend. It's like, 
cool. Anyway. Um, yeah. The other thing, John Carpenter basically mm. has a quote that, um, back to flopping at the box office, I'll go to the second point in half a second. Yeah. He had so many films in the works. He did the thing and it flopped. And so many of those projects got cancelled. Oh. Because it flopped. And lots of people say he could have been a Spielberg. You know? So if it didn't flop, what else would there have been? Yeah. Yeah. There's a parallel universe where we have John Carpenter instead yeah. of Spielberg, and who knows what that world is? Oh. Who knows? Who can say? Yeah, who can say? Mm-hmm. Um, he also, John Carpenter has a quote that there are essentially two types of um, campfire tales to tell. Yeah. There's stories where the evil is out there, and there's stories where the evil is within the camp. Yeah. And um, this is definitely the evil is within the camp. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is. It is just that thing. But it's that thing where it's a story where the evil is within the camp. But it's also it's an alien film. That's the mm. most outside you can get. Yeah, it's a kind of a cross that you've not really seen before. Yeah, yeah. So it's based on the short story "Who Goes There." Um, mm. I cannot remember the name of the author. But it was made into a film in the 50s. All right, okay. And the film is very... The alien is essentially a Frankenstein. Is <laughs> a big, oh. tall man in a suit who is stumbling after people. There's also a woman that they write in to okay. the plot. And it's, 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 she's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, but when John Carpenter said he was going to do this, he said, "I'm not going to have a man in a suit." Yeah, I do not want a man in a suit. And and the the film is very much more paranoia based. You know, oh the, yeah, the title heavily. Who goes there? Mm. Um, so a lot of people think about the um, spaceship at the beginning and the block of ice and the font of the thing are all the nods to the 50s it's a thing Uh, from another world yeah it's the name of the 50s film so it has that kind of yeah they're paying homage to it yeah yeah so um so yeah i think that's um all the context i have for the thing but um it's like the central theme was fear paranoia and mistrust and the erosion and decay of this huge trust you would have to have in such a small tiny community that's isolated mm-hmm. and there's just this one thing that's unknown and can just strip that trust down almost instantly yes 
I what I also like about the film is you kind of again it's that idea that you're coming into a film that's already half made. Um, yeah, they already have their enemies. Yeah, there's characters <clears throat> and bless you, bless me. <laughs> you already get the sense that there are some characters who are annoyed at each other. Yeah, you get characters who, <clears throat> especially with windows. I think they yes. Everyone just gets annoyed by him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the chef who they don't quite take seriously. Niles, yeah. Yeah, Niles, they kind of like dismiss him. But I think that's also part with He listens in... to Stevie Wonder, so I'm yeah. on board with him. Oh, yeah. But I think as well with the dismissal of Niles is because he is the chef. He's not one of the scientists. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, you are inferior. And I also feel like he seems younger. Yeah. Than everyone else. He does else. seem... Yeah, because he seems more like in his 20s, or as everyone else is like 30s up. Or 40s yeah. up, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, That's definitely. like the impression you get. So there's that huge age gap as well, so they're just seeing him as this child. Yeah. Rollerblading, listening to Stevie Wonder. I do yeah. like the fact that the song is superstitious. Yes, very, very fitting. And I loved how he was rollerblading as well. Oh, he God. rollerbladed everywhere. What a man. That's probably, you know, you could tell if he was to thing because he probably stopped rollerblading. I'm going to rewatch yeah. it and wait for till the rollerblades come off. That's oh. when he's no longer Niles. <laughs> Were there any other themes? I did have this note on yes, toxic tell. masculinity. Ooh, we love a little. We love it. No, we don't actually love toxic. Magic, no, <laughs> but, but we, we love, love picking talking it. about it. Yes, yes. Um, and it's it's displayed slightly throughout the film with these men immediately thinking that they have to deal with a situation in such a powerful way. It's like it's immediately. Yes. Like bombs immediately flamethrowers. Yes. And they don't try to stop and think, well, this isn't working. What else would work? Sit down, have a little chit chat. Yeah. They're What's boys who enjoy these big toys. Yes. They also immediately think that they're in the right. Yeah. They're not getting other people's point of views. They're sitting down. They're, they're you know, they're not sitting They get down. angry when up. they get called out. I'm going to shoot this guy. Shoot yeah. first, ask questions later. Yes. And then I, and that's another reason why I think John Carpenter was so set on the idea of not adding a woman. Because obviously the yeah, 50s version does. Yeah, because they needed to portray. Does. Yeah. And that would just change the dynamic. Yeah. Because yeah. if there's a woman there, that's that whole idea of like, okay, let's protect the woman. And it gives mm. everybody like a shared goal kind of thing. Whereas because there's just the men, you kind of have that whole no man is an island type idea. Yeah. They There's that thing that men are much more prone to isolate themselves, whereas women are much more social. As yeah. in like, and it, it, is that natural or is that how we've conditioned ourselves? Probably the latter. But Yeah, it's like women go to their bathrooms in groups. Yes. typically and men just go on their own see that's 
that's why okay so if we're in a situation let's say it's it's woman base at the arctic no one's getting a thing because we all always pair up no one's alone yeah and no it's one's, the fact no one's that, pissing alone and turning yeah into these the men thing. whenever they get like in a half or something they go off they go on their own and it's at that point that, that they get thinged. the thing yeah that's fine then i just i wanted to know that we'd be right in this situation and we would yeah we'd be fine because we'd be pissing together all the time. Yeah. <laughs> As we've done many times before. And you know what? Next time, I feel like this doesn't happen as much. But you know when you were younger and like it was like a thing where people always like, why do all girls always go off to the toilet together? Because you know, there's safety in numbers. Because sometimes there's a alien presence that was unearthed by Norwegians and thawed out and it might take over my brain slash become me slash kill me we're still not sure but if there's somebody else with me that won't happen it won't happen and that's why I piss with a friend (laughs) excellent what will we be watching next time Next time, the film chosen is The Duel. It's Mm -hmm. 2022. I watched it on a plane and loved it. And yeah, I want to share it. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you're excited. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I haven't seen this one. Like, I actually, actually haven't seen this one. So I am (laughs) excited. Okay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, talking about the thing. Um, Please feel free to check us out at a underscore horror underscore shed on Instagram. Um, And also, we have an email. We have an email. We have a Gmail. Um, I I really want to start hearing what you guys think of these films so feel you free to same thoughts of as us yeah were you listening disagree? to this whole episode going no this film is actually about um just how cold it is and it has nothing to do with masculinity at all um so Feel free to email us with your points of view if you would rather that. You can you can send us a DM on Instagram. You can email it to us. You can get in touch in whatever way you see fit. The email is a horrorshed at gmail.com. So that's um, all very easy to remember. Um, so yes, next episode, Mog will be talking about the duel. Um, and until next time, keep it suspicious. Oh, I was wondering. I what was you wondering. And it as I was wondering. Keep it practical. Keep mm-hmm. it suspicious. We'll that sounds that. very good. <laughs>